Okay, this is episode 73. Uh, 72 was Uptown Sports Club. Uh, we talked about the British or plumbing. Uh, we talked about <laughs> HTML, uh, traveling without bags, uh, Alamo Draft House, the Iron Claw versus Iron Giant, and um, tech support barrier of entry. You know, but that was all last time. Unijack Plumbing does not have a website. I tried to link really? them on anarchymeanything.com. Also, uh, you have to go to www.anarchy. Oh, does the other one not work? Well, the other one's owned by TorGuard, I think. Oh, I gotta update that. Yeah, you gotta okay. you gotta tell Torque. Thanks. No one told me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, no. I just found out. <laughs> no, I, I'll 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 fix that. Uh, so I had to link to uh, Union Jack's uh, Yelp page because <laughs> 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 they didn't have a website for me to link to. Oh man. Uh, and I gotta also link our store. I got I got a lot of work to do on that. I'm just falling behind. Good morning, Gus. Good good morning. Um, yeah, it's like that. This is why I didn't want to make a website. It's a lot of work. Do you see yep. some uh, some clever little dickhead uh, posted on our message board that they uh, have reported us to ICANN for being an ugly oh, website and have our that's funny <laughs> have our website removed. That, that doesn't great. that doesn't work. I found out. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Uh, so earlier before we started, we were talking oh, about are you talking about the movie thing? Yeah, can I set that up? Because I feel like that's kind of a story. Yeah, go for it. It's a story. Yeah, because it's it's relevant to some a story oh, we've I told see. in the past. Okay. So um, if you're like someone who's listened to our podcasts in the past or some of the other stuff that, that we've put out, there, there's this story about how when we went to E3, I want to say it was in 2001, we were out right. late one night yeah. and um, uh, Bernie wanted to go to Vegas and I did not want to go to Vegas. No. Yeah. And uh, we, I, I just kept saying, like, just let me out. Y'all can go to Vegas. Not a big deal. I'm giving a very quick, very quick summary. And uh, he was like, no, 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 yeah, we're in a minivan. He's like, I'm going to drive us all to Vegas. Like, I don't want to go to Vegas. Just just let me out. I'll get a cab. I'll, it's before Uber, right? Like, Why I'll, I'll, did we have a minivan? I don't know. And I was like, just, I'll, I'll get a cab. I'll go back to the hotel. And then he just kept pushing it. And we were in the parking lot of a Del Taco. And I said, listen, don't say Vegas anymore. If you say Vegas one more time, I'm going to get out of this van and I'm going to leave. And he did this thing where he tested me. He's pushing the line. He turned around, looked me dead in the eye, and said, "If I say Vegas one more time, you're gonna leave." And it's that thing where it's like, uh -huh. "I'm being pushed," mm -hmm. and I said, "I gave my threat, and now if I don't act on it, I'm full of shit." So he's like, "I've been pushed to this point." So I got out of the van and I left. I like ran down the street to Seven Eleven. I ran down the street. Pull, pulled out some cash, got a cab, found a different hotel. Whatever. It's this whole thing. So you can go listen to RTP. There's an animated adventure about yeah. it. So last night. Uh, oh, not last night. The other night, uh, I just had the TV on, and Big Lebowski was on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, like, using my laptop or something. It was just on in the background. And it's that scene where uh, the dude goes to pick up Walter before they do the money drop. It's fairly early in the movie. Yeah. He picks him up outside of Subject Security. And I just happen to look up at the TV, and I see, like, I, I, I see the, the shopping center, the, the strip mall, and I think, eh, it looks kind of familiar, but all strip malls in L.A. kind of look the same. It looks more familiar to you than me because I never left the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I was well, in and out of Del Taco eating a burger 10 minutes later going, what do you guys think Gus is going to do? You spent some time there. Yeah, but I saw there was a Del Taco across the street. When you pulled in, I was like, oh, weird, that looks like the Del Taco that I stormed out of. So I looked up the filming location on Google Maps, and I was like, oh, shit. That's it, that's the Del Taco from that story. So if you watch Big Lebowski, <laughs> the scene where uh, Walter picks up, or where the dude picks up Walter for the money drop, and you see the Del Taco across the street in the background, that's the Del Taco I stormed out of all those years ago. Got back to the hotel later that night, Eric, uh -huh. and Gus and I used to share rooms back back in oh, the day. Course, yeah. Sometimes we had to share the same bed; we'd sleep head to toe. And uh, what? No, no, we wouldn't. We would. We'd, <laughs> we'd also sleep head to head. That's fine. We'd sleep head to head. We'd, we'd sleep. We slept head to toe before. Yeah, We've done them all. We've fine. done them both. But we also slept head to head. Do you know why we stopped sleeping head to head? Why? Because I woke up one night and he was cuddling me. He was big spooning me. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. 
like nuzzling his beard <laughs> in the even, my, back of my neck. Right, you didn't even push back. You weren't no. even going to be like, no, he's no, 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 100% true. true. 100%. I woke up and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, Ugh. And he's like, chin, stubble, his stubble, like rubbing in the back of my neck. Uh, so I was like, we're head to toe now. So then I was just cuddling with his cock every time. <laughs> Genitals still line up. I mean, we cut, they covered that in Seinfeld. <laughs> I got back to the hotel room that night, and there was a note on our pillow because uh-huh. you know we shared the bed that just said, "See in Austin, Gus." <laughs> <laughs> that was great. But <laughs> I tried to call the airline what? that night and get a flight out of LA it back couldn't. to Austin, but I couldn't. That's why I ended up going to another hotel. Anyway, all this has been talked to death. We, we it's been yeah. really detailed in another episode of a uh, different. But podcast. this is the nostalgia podcast. Yeah. That's what we're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, no kidding. The audience gets mad when we start uh, uh, stories and then stop it and say we've already told it before. Yeah. <laughs> and they want us to be more of a Bernie where we just tell the same four stories <laughs> over and over and over and over again until people beg us to stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, I guess we need to find that line. But anyway. Eric was like, well, you're, when, you were just watching Big Lebowski, and I said, oh, Big Lebowski is one of Gus's movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. And 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 you go, oh, really? And Gus goes, I don't know if it's one of my movies. And I go, no, it's one of your movies. Uh-huh. And then I go, you got a few. And Gus goes, I'd be really interested to hear what you think my movies yeah. are. Yeah, and then yeah, and then Eric said, stop talking. Yeah, shut yeah, up. yeah. Well, hang on. T- let t- me hit record. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. give you four Gus movies. Okay. okay. All right. Big Lebowski. Okay. Yeah. Rushmore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go. Uh, I, I enjoy Go quite a bit. I d- have not rewatched it in a few years, so I put that one on the cusp. Yeah, I, but, I, but you, I did like Go. You fucking, you would never shut up about it. I watched it at Violet Crown not too long ago. Really? Yeah. It was How does on. it hold up? Oh, it was bad ten years ago. I hated so it's, it. It's it is the distillation of the 1990s in one film where it is. Hey, we're gonna get these people whose careers are like on an upswing or on a downturn, and there's all these intersecting stories, and we go to the blank title card, and the soundtrack is like this, and it's just, and it's Doug Lyman. It's it's all of it is the next thing, and the yeah. next thing, and it's just, man, 1999. You, you wanna know what the '90s were? Watch Go, dude. Yeah. It, it is. It was sold. You can you can tell it's to, it's sold on Timothy Oliphant being shirtless yeah, in edgy. a Santa hat, and uh, Katie Holmes giving that monologue about. Christmas. Oh, yeah. That that's those right, are the yeah. things that sold it, and they went fuck. We got to write a whole script now. Yeah, I. Uh, that's one of the few times when Gus and I l- walked out of a movie, and I went, oh, "That sucked." And Gus went, "That was awesome." And I was like, "Oh, we we saw it. We are not seeing eye to eye on this." One. We saw it with Bernie, and you and Bernie both hated it. Yeah, and I thought it was really good. I, I liked it at the time in 1999. But anyway, yeah, I can understand why you would say it's one of my movies. The fourth movie that I'll okay. throw in there. This is another old one. Uh, Run, Lola, Run. Oh, oh! I actually just rewatched that I- recently. They are. I thought. I think they're showing it at Alamo. They are. They, it, it, yeah. yeah they're, yeah. Using, they're using it a lot in the promos. Yeah. That's, that's a really good movie. Plus, bonus for <laughs> bonus for that movie. Mm-hmm. That movie's like sixty five minutes long. Yeah. What I used to or seventy minutes long. What I used to do uh, is I had the DVD for it. I would put it on and then like that's how long I would clean my apartment. I would hit play, clean my apartment, and then when the movie was over, I was like I know I clean my apartment for an hour. Like it was like it was like a good timing. Like a vacuum, it's like when you listen to a dishes. song to brush your teeth. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like it was like that's the amount of time when I was like. 20 or 21. It's like, that's the amount of time I need to clean in well, order to not be disgusted. For the record, I'm not still listening to a song to brush my teeth. I was like seven when I did that. <laughs> uh, for the record, I don't do that anymore either. I was like, it was like living on my own for the first time. <laughs> How'd I do? Those are my four those are, those are good. movies. Those are really good. Yeah. I think uh, Go is the weakest one just because I haven't seen that in a while, but I did like that movie a lot when yeah. it came out. So yeah, those are good. Um, I, was, I was talking with Chris the other day. Well, not the other day. It was actually Several months ago, uh, uh, dude, how old are you? Forty six. Yeah, about to be forty six. Couple months is, a, is yeah. the other yeah, day. Co- yeah, yeah. You're fine. Um, and <laughs> and uh, I know he's a big Rushmore fan, and I asked him, "Have you ever seen Ghost World?" 
Uh, and he said, no, he oh, hadn't. Oh, I should have mentioned Ghost, Ghost World. Ghost World's a good one. Ghost He's never that's seen a, Ghost World. That's another one of your movies. That's like yeah. the best movie. And I was like, you really should watch it. For me, Ghost World and Rushmore are like companion movies. Mm. They're they're very similar but different experiences depending on, you know, your your childhood, I guess. And your tolerance I, of racism. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that those two movies go together very well. Um, and so Ghost World's another movie that I, I really mm. like quite a bit. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about Ghost World. Yeah, I, I, I and, and I think that's a. It, well, you know, obviously it wasn't a very. I don't think it was a very big hit when it came out, and I think it's always been kind of a a small movie. But I think that movie is incredible. I think people who who like it really like it. People who see it really like it. Oh yeah. If you haven't seen Ghost World, go watch it. What are your movies, Eric? Uh, boy, uh, my favorite movie is Major League. Uh, so that's that's, that's definitely like way 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 up there um that's one where i'll watch it no matter what oh con air i don't mm. i don't like con air but boy when it <laughs> boy when it's on cable it, not turning the channel it's fucking i'm locked in on con air um i watched con air in the rock a couple months ago i was like i want to go back and like oh, that's like, awesome yeah rewatch some of those old i think old movies. uh gavin was telling me that he wants to, he wants me him and tpg to get together to watch the rock the best bond movie of all time yeah <laughs> it's a fucking great um I've seen the last five minutes of so many movies in the last couple years because right before pro wrestling comes on TNT or TBS or whatever, right before AEW comes on, they're ending a movie. Uh And Uh it's the one where it's like, I've seen the last five minutes of The Accountant starring Ben (laughs) Affleck two dozen times at least. So I wouldn't call that my movie, but But the last five minutes is up there. It's pretty good. Does TBS still do that thing where they start things five minutes off the top of the hour? No, sometimes, but not always. Like the uh, AEW will do it sometimes, where where it's just like a cool callback, where it's just, hey, we're gonna start at six oh five on yeah. on the Superstation, like right, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Real and retro. it's like, oh wow, it's like a real cool like throwback thing. And then the show starts, and the theme song is Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, which yeah. is really great. It's a cool Saturday fight theme song. What's your I was just sitting here thinking about my movies, Uh and I I pulled a couple, Uh and I was thinking, I bet Gus can't name a single one of them. Wow. Um, Well, hold on. Uh, Let me write these down, and then let's see if you get them. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, All right, now we have to make time. Yeah, If uh, while you're over there, uh, raise the AC a bit. It's blowing, like, right on. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Have Jeff do it. He's standing up. All right. Jeff, go. Just change it. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, he's he's definitely fucked. We're fucked. (laughs) Raise it it like two or three degrees. (laughs) We're so fucked. There's uh, just no way. The uh, for for people who are listening, the the vents, the AC vents in this room don't have any diffusers. I'll take a picture. So it's just like a bla- a column of cold air that shoots out straight onto you. In our office too, where we do like let's play stuff and everything, we have the same thing. There's no great no vent. Every time we record in here or we do stuff in there, Gracie will sit directly under it without thinking 100 percent of the time. It's awful. And it's like, how do you do that? It's the worst. Uh, it's just a big hole in the ceiling. Okay, are you ready to guess Jeff's movies? Yeah, I'm gonna do terrible at this. Okay. Um, so, thing about Jeff is mm-hmm. uh, Jeff's a big David Lynch fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop you right there. Uh, we're, we're talking comfort movies. Oh, or like the movies that you rewatch. Oh, I I'm see. not my I favorite see. movies. I see. I see. Uh. Because so, I, I was gonna go with like uh, like straight story because I know you were crazy straight story's about a great that. Film. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great film. Um, but yeah, if you're talking to comfort films, oh man, you're, it's gonna be off the wall. It's gonna be some real, mm, 
No, I'm. I'm, I'm I think I, they're I, just I, of, of my yeah, era. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to know. I'm not going to know them. It not, was. You're not going to take. It was like, like my my stabs would be obviously like straight story. Then I was thinking like older. He he. His comfort movies okay. are going to be kind of obscure B movies from okay. the late '70s. I'm not familiar with. I okay. feel like is the problem here. Okay. Uh, I, there's. I think there's maybe one on there. One I don't know how obscure it is, but yeah. Okay, go for it. Uh, it was Billy Madison. Yep. Tommy Boy. Yep. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Mm-hmm. And Invaders from Mars. Yep. And I should put Harold and uh, Harold and Maude. Ma- well, I've never a big Harold and Maude. Thought you were about to say Harold and Kumar, and I'm like, there's, <laughs> no, no, I'm no, like, no. I'm like, no fucking chance. No, dude. Harold and Maude. Harold and Maude's my favorite movie of oh, all really? time. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Tommy Harold Boy. Harold and Maude in Empire probably. Tommy Boy and uh, Billy Madison are are. Classics. Empires. Great. Is that the one about the radio station that the band takes over? What's Empire? No, that's it, that's it, Airheads. Airheads. That's it, right. I'm talking about Empire Strikes Back. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, thought, I, thought, oh, I thought, thought you meant the movie I Empire. I thought it was a movie Empire. I wasn't familiar yeah. with it. I was like, oh, the, what are you The movie about? Empire. Oh, Empire. I'm thinking of Empire Records. Empire Records I don't like. I that's, like the Empire I, Strikes I Back. I thought it was crazy that you liked Empire, and I went, oh, that's pretty cool. No, that's Empire, like Empire Records sucks. See, uh, I knew it. I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, that's insane, because there's like my, a Gin Blossom song in that, and he's not going. It was my first wife's favorite movie, and so I had to... It was on all the time. I fucking hated that. Uh, at the age that I was when it came out, it made me feel very connected to what was going on in the '90s. When I watch it now, I'm very nostalgic for it. But everyone's dressed like a cartoon character yeah. of the 1990s. It was like High Fidelity was my Empire Records. Uh, okay. It was like the same kind of thing. Where I got I got that out of. I, I can't watch High Fidelity twice. You watch it once and you're like, oh, I'm getting something out of this. You watch it again, you, you just, this guy just won't stop fucking oh, whining. It's super shut. Super pretentious up. now. Uh, Talking about it at the time. I yeah. should have I should have put a uh, gross point blank out there as one of my Ooh. guesses. Gross point blank's a great one too. That's a good one. Yeah, you said uh, high fidelity, Maybe and that's a movie it. I've seen a ton too. Yeah. I have actually seen it's gross good point movie. blank a lot. Yeah, I think the last time I saw it was at Casino El Camino, and it was just, like they put it on mm. the TV mm-hmm. at the bar. It's great. I can tell whose friendship meant more to who between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I dra- I dragged you and I forced you to watch all my movies over and over again. I don't think you could have forced me at the time uh, to oh, watch any man. of that stuff. There was no force of you to do anything. Uh uh-uh, uh, it's impossible. <laughs> uh-uh. It's not. It's not happening. Nope, nope. Um, we were also talking uh, in the car on the way back from Barrett's. Who got got coffee from Barrett's? I don't yep. know if we said that yet. Nope. Um, dog shit day outside, by the way. Dog shit day. So uh, we're back at the studio today. Yeah, because yeah. it was cold and rainy, and oh, just miserable. Yeah. Um. We were talking about Eagle Pass, the town I grew up in, because it's a small town on the border, but it's it's on the news every day now. Yeah. I, I always see it because of you know migrants, uh, undocumented immigrants crossing, being detained there, and uh, there's always I feel like whenever they show it on the news, it's always like the same shot. It's like under the bridge where they have like lines of people, you know, where they're processing them all, and that's like you know that's the bridge you and I walked over when I took you to Mexico. It's like right by the golf course, like all, all the time that those cameras are pointed at the migrants. If they just turn the camera on 180 degrees, there's a golf course yeah. right there. There's a story that we've told a million times, which we won't retell in the nostalgia podcast. Uh, clearly, where the first time <laughs> Gus took me to Mexico, we're walking across the bridge, and I'm like, so this is literally the river that people like cross illegally, and Gus goes, all day, all night, and he goes, yeah, they cross right over, uh, there's a couple dudes right there, and he pointed to me, and there were people crossing the river at two in the afternoon on a Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was insane. And, you know, in, seeing all, all of this footage of the bridge, it made me think about something I hadn't thought about in a long time, which was when I was younger, it used to be that you know the 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 their native there's a native american tribe who lives out there in eagle pass and it used to be that their houses and their reservation was under the bridge How? and it was like the weirdest what? thing yeah it was like they and they had they would 
I, I was a kid, so I don't really know what was going on. I don't know why they were there. I don't, right, I, right. I, I, it's just one of those things you take for granted as a kid. You don't. Well, it's the way the it. world worked when you discovered the world. Right. And they had like these really shoddily made like cardboard houses. It seemed like they had trash on the roof. I didn't. I didn't know. I'm a kid, right? I yeah, didn't yeah. pay attention. I didn't question anything. But probably when I was a teenager, probably when I was in like I don't know, like '91 or so, they moved them. Uh, they gave them like a bigger piece of land away from the bridge and. They built a casino out there now, and that's where their reservation is. It was the Kickapoo tribe. Which we've been to. You and Bernie yeah. went once, yeah. And it's just so weird to me now to think about how, like, they had the land under the bridge. It's, it's, just, it's just so bizarre. Like, where you see all this migrant stage now, uh, they, you know, that was all the, the Kickapoo reservation. It went from both sides of the bridge. Uh, and now it's like, it's the park that Greg Abbott's taken over and, you know, won't let the federal agents onto. It's like this whole flashpoint. <laughs> but... That's just where the reservation was when I was a kid. I think it's because uh, I, I tried to read a little bit into it. There's really not much information I could find. But I think that that um, the Kickapoo were allowed to cross between the United States and Mexico without documentation. Wow. Oh, Beca- really? Yeah, because it's like they had, like it was like cultural culturally significant to them like they had uh sites in Mexico and sites in the United States. Wow. So it's like they could go through between the two of them like so I think they put them there to make it as frictionless as possible where it's right. like they could just go to Mexico and then come back and like it wasn't a big deal. Uh Ex- except they were living under a fucking bridge. Except yeah. they were living under a bridge and they there was probably no plumbing or electricity. It was like really terrible conditions down there. Well, I mean that's kind of a lot of the areas around Eagle Pass, like I remember you oh, took yeah. me to the Colonias yeah. when we were there, which are like unincorporated neighborhoods that don't have utilities. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they're, but they're like streets and streets of houses, but without power necessarily or water hookups or water or hookups sewer, or yeah. sewer or gas or anything. It's it's really bizarre. I don't know if it's still like that now. That's the way it was back then. You yeah, been down there. In, this would have been a long 90s, time ago. I guess. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, they would build whole subdivisions <laughs> like that, where it's just like it looks like a normal neighborhood, but there's no utilities, no service out here, <laughs> uh, which is just wild to think about. And where the the casino was 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 part of that. Yeah, or the casino is used to be like that. Like. When they first built that casino, there were no roads to get to it. Like you would drive down the highway and then you'd pull off on a dirt road and you just like with no lights or anything, you just kind of had to know which dirt roads to turn on and which dirt roads to take to get out there to the casino. Presumably, I think now it's got actually got a road and lights and signs, but it was just like, oh, we're in the middle of nowhere in the dark. (laughs) Hook a hard right here and go down that dirt, dirt road. When was the last time you went to Eagle Pass? Last time I was there was probably 2018. We did that documentary for RT. Oh, so it was the, okay. Yeah, that's the last time I was down there. I got to say, dude, Eagle Pass has got to be the coolest name for a place to grow up ever. It sounds awesome. It does. Eagle Pass. It's not. <laughs> it's you know, not I went all. I went there. It's not, but like I always thought like what a great fucking name. Is your do you have do you still have a lot of family in Eagle Pass? Uh, yeah, I still got a good good amount of family there. Um, yeah, down. Uh, I mean, when, I have a lot of family all over the border, but yes, quite a bit uh, still in, in Eagle Pass. In, in Eagle sure. Pass, mm-hmm. Do you think you'll go back? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh man, it's 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 a different town now than it was back then. Uh, it's it's a it's probably double or triple the size of when I grew up. It's probably double the size from when you went. Probably, yeah. It's uh, it's totally different. Oh, I was reading a couple last year, the year before, I was doing research for an episode of Black Box Down, uh, and it's been a while, so I, I'm rusty on the details. But, um, you know, um, the World War II aviator, uh, Doolittle, he headed up the Doolittle raids to do, like, the bombing on Japan. 
maybe you don't know, uh, if you're familiar with him, I, I, I want to say that he lived in Eagle Pass for a while when he was like still doing his flight training, like early oh. on in his career, um, that he like he trained in that area. There used to be, I guess, uh, airfields out there back then. Uh, I remember reading that thing. Wow, that's fucking weird. I never knew that growing up as a kid. So growing up in a kid, I, I assume, I mean, I shouldn't assume, we've talked about this a million times, but you hated growing up in Eagle oh, Pass. It was, it was the worst. Yeah. I grew up in shitty, I mean, I moved around a lot, but most of what I remember was in shitty Alabama where I hated being there. What is something when you look back on it, like that you do like about Eagle Pass? Like what's a good thing yeah. about Eagle Pass or a, a good memory of the place? So in the moment, again, it is very akin to the Native Americans living under the bridge, right? Like yeah. you grow up there. That's just, you, you think that's just the way the world works. You think that the experiences you're having aren't necessarily unique, but everyone must grow up this way. But I think something that was really interesting that I, I can look back on and say that that was really cool was like growing up in such close proximity to Mexico mm-hmm. in a time pre-9-11 when going to another country was just like, like as a teenager without my parents, I just like, be like, huh, I'm going to go to Mexico, like walk across the bridge, you know, yeah. pay a quarter, walk over without a passport or anything. Yeah, walk to that's another right. Country. You just pop a quarter and go. That's yeah. what it was like. Yeah. It was like a little turnstile. <laughs> you put like a going on a subway, you put a quarter in, it would unlock, you'd go through do whatever you want to do, fuck around in another country, then be like, all right, time to go home. Put a, put a dime in the Mexico side to come back to the United States. Like, there's like a dude on America, like, are you an American citizen? Yep. All right, see ya. You know? Yeah. I thought, you know, looking back, like, that's an unusual experience. That was super cool. And not even an unusual, it's only been, un, it's only unusual because of the last 10 years, right? Or 20 years. 20 years, yeah. Like, the, it's the way the world worked up until 20 years ago. Like, it's, it's unusual that it doesn't work the way it used to. Yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about it on maybe face, but uh, Gracie, our associate producer, is 23, I think, 22 yeah. or whatever, and she's like, I don't know what it is to not have the TSA. Yeah. I don't know, but I talked to you about this because I remember pre-TSA and all that stuff, and then the thing that you brought up was like, yeah, there's like a world before the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a relatively new thing in the history of America or whatever, and it's just, it's an institution just like the Department of Homeland Security, which is, to me... A big, you know, it's a punchline thing because yeah. it's a new thing, yeah. and it's not a new thing to someone like Grace, who she just graduated college. Yeah. Right, the ATF is still new to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. See, oh. Isn't that crazy? Over yeah. a long enough period of time, it's like these institutions outlive the the people who remember yeah. the time before. And so there, so these institutions become foundational mm-hmm. to yes. what this stuff is. The way that you're talking about, oh, pop a quarter in and go to Mexico and everything. That was like around like high school was like, oh yeah, we're going to Tijuana. Like kids just going to like Tijuana or whatever. And it's like, you're 15 or 16 and you have a friend who's driving you. And yeah. there was no, oh, I got to bring my passport and my ID. It was just, hey, are you all Americans? Yeah, great. Yeah. That's it. Fucking nothing. Wild. Yeah. Um, Wild. You know, talking about things that just came into existence. Uh, I was thinking about this also a couple of years ago. I was thinking about, uh, I think maybe with all this news about going back to the moon, I was thinking about, the space race, mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah, Japan just landed a, yeah. a module on the moon, right? Fifth, right? fifth country ever the, yeah. to land something on the moon. Um, but I was thinking about satellites, and <laughs> they're in space. And <laughs> They're in space. Uh, <laughs> I started wondering, how did people deal with hurricanes before satellites? Right, like we're talking not that long ago, like the 50s and 60s. You'd just be like in Florida or South Carolina and be like, huh, getting a little windy. Dude, when I was a kid growing up, they still in because I grew up on the Gulf Coast, right? Uh-huh. So I was I grew up in hurricane country my entire childhood, and they 
would talk about like this is like 1985 my family would sit around on the weekends or they get together with the people and talk about old hurricanes like it was like winning a championship like do you remember when we won the big game back in 73 it was like do you remember hurricane camille and then they would all just share stories about how camille fucked everything up and then it'd be like but it was nothing compared to frederick and yeah. then they would talk about how frederick stuff uh, fuck stuff up i think they just became like huge cultural touchstones because you didn't yeah you didn't get enough time to prepare. Yeah, like now know? it's like we see them out forming in the middle of the Atlantic. It's like it's going to go this way. Maybe it's going to go this way. You got like days to prepare and get ready and leave if you want. But back then it was like, oh, I think I see a hurricane on the horizon over there. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, isn't that what like the farmer's almanac and everything was for? Like yeah. that was... Hey, these days typically or when you have to worry about this yeah. thing. Yeah. And so you're on a higher alert or whatever. Uh, you know, if it gets delivered to your homestead on time and you can yeah. check out <laughs> with the hurricane coming. But my whole life, like earliest hurricane memories. Well, first off, I can like we had hurricane drills like fucking constantly. Like like I guess kids had bomb drills in the fifties. I'm sure anybody who grew up on the Gulf Coast did. All the Houston kids know what I'm talking about. Uh but uh I just I like my whole life I can remember like people flying into the eye of the storm. And so that's probably, they've been doing that at least since 80, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I, and I, you know, satellites precede that a bit. Of course. Uh, like, you know, we're talking like 70s. But I think we just were more hands-on back then. Yeah, but, I, you know, if you think about pre-satellite, they had to know something was there to fly a plane to it. That's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think you probably get notifications from boats and Yeah, maybe. I guess that, that's stuff, true. You know? Yeah. That's how, I mean, right? Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> Information know. still traveled. Right, <laughs> but it was it was a lot slower. It wasn't yeah, instant, for sure. right? Like I could pop my fucking phone out right now and see a, probably a live satellite image of the entire Atlantic or Pacific Ocean. You could find an app right now on your phone. Uh, I don't know that it exists, but I know that it exists that tracks all existing and potential hurricanes on Earth right now. Yeah, I'm right. sure I'm, it's got to exist. Yeah, I used to be really. I, I, I uh, before I moved to Eagle Pass, I lived in Houston. Uh, I went to kindergarten actually down in the Gulf Coast, so I know what you're talking about a little bit with like all the yeah. hurricane stuff. And when I was when I was that age, hurricanes fascinated me. I don't know if you had this when you were a kid or where you lived, but like they would give kids like little hurricane plotter maps, and you get you get like updates. You'd be like, oh, the, at this latitude and this longitude is the eye of the storm, and you would like get updates like every twelve or twenty four hours or whatever. And I would like track along with the hurricanes as they were coming to see like where would it was going to hit or where would you it was write go. the path in in Sharpie, like a big circle. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that being the case, but it might have. I, for, I totally yeah. forgot about that. That's like a, a recovered memory. You're like we're sitting here right now talking about hurricanes and like all that old shit. Like, oh yeah, I used to do that when I was like six. I couldn't get away from them. I moved around so much as a kid, but it was like, except for the time I lived in Portland or just outside of Portland, I grew up in, I lived in Alabama, like on the coast and then Florida on the coast and then Louisiana on the coast, like New Orleans, like the most fucking underwater city ever like atlantis too and then back to alabama so i just like i just could never escape that fuck that hurricane zone mm -hmm. my entire childhood i was um the other day i was watching this program uh about the city of osaka in japan and i didn't realize this that much like new orleans a large portion of osaka is below sea level and oh. um, they have this system of I don't know what I don't know what the proper term is. I don't remember. Uh, they have this like system of like locks and um, devices that close like, mm -hmm. whenever a storm is approaching to stop storm surge and any potential tsunamis oh, to wow. keep the city from flooding. But it's like a lot of a lot of that city is below sea level. Have you been to Osaka? Yeah, before? I have. So Osaka's 
awesome. Such a cool city. Really? Yeah. Is it your? F- What's your favorite city in Japan? Probably Osaka. More than Kyoto? Oh yeah. Well, uh, Kyoto's like, I don't know. Kyoto's like so. <laughs> it, it leans into that touristy aspect quite a bit, right? Okay. It's all like temples and all of that. You're gonna run into a bunch of tourists. Osaka is just like, I don't know. It's it's a much a much cooler city, I think. Like a much more modern. Doesn't lean as much on the on the temples and that stuff. Did you go to Hokkaido? I've not been to Hokkaido. I would love to visit Hokkaido. Okay. Um, I think Millie's been there. I, was, I thought maybe you went too. Wow, that's that's cool. She was in Hokkaido. She, her mom took her. Oh, okay. they went like a couple of years ago. Man, I would yeah, I would love to visit Hokkaido. It seems so like un, well, not un, untouched is the wrong word. It seems so outdoorsy. She said it was very cold. Yeah, and it looks cold <laughs> as hell. There. Very very cold, and she said there wasn't a lot going on. Yeah, I would, but she was probably on a mountain watching chainsaw carving. So you know. yeah, I would love to. I would love to visit uh, out there. Have you ever been to Japan? Uh, yeah, I took Millie to Tokyo for Thanksgiving. Like four years ago, oh, just that's the two right. of us. Yeah, we went for just a little bit. Had like the maybe the best trip of my life. The, oh, really? The yeah, just just Millie and I. She was like 14, 13, and it was just like a good time. It was a good bonding trip. Mm-hmm. It was neither of us had ever done anything like it. It was great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Oh man, talking about <laughs> we're kind of all over the place. How do we go from talking about satellites and hurricanes in the sixties to talking about visiting Japan? Dude, let me tell you, we're like thirty minutes into this episode. This thing flew. We've been all <laughs> and over and the world. I couldn't tell you what we've been talking about, but it's been like all of it's just we're all over the place. Well, we're talking <laughs> talking a lot about Eagle Pass. It's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. What a weird experience. You grew up in San Diego. Yeah, the whole time. So you grew up in a place that you liked. Yeah. I was I was always so jealous as but, a kid, to but like, like yeah. but I wanted to leave. Like when I was a kid, I remember telling my parents in high school, like like junior high, high school, like I I have to get out of San Diego. Like they, I can't, I have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Like there's nothing. Like what is this? Because I didn't know the rest of the world. Like all yeah. I knew was San Diego. Yeah. So then I left and I went, oh. <laughs> yeah, you have to leave to appreciate yeah, it. Your, right. par- your parents are like, yeah, let this idiot yeah, yeah, leave yeah. for so, a bit. <laughs> something a, a friend's dad told us was like, you were born and raised, in, like you grew up and have experiences in a place where people save all year to go on vacation to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like really don't lose sight of that. And that was, I was much older when he told us that. And I went, wish somebody, maybe when I was like 14, would yeah. have told, it's not like I would have listened, but yeah. like, fuck, it would have stuck with me probably. I think, I think that's why I appreciate and have rolled with Austin for as long as I have is because you, you have to put, I put so much work to get here, yeah. you know, and then you finally get to a fun place where it's actually nice to live and there's shit to do. Does it feel like the first place where you really liked living? Austin, Texas, and the reason I still live here mm-hmm. is the, and, and I don't mean this to be insulting to any place I've lived. I've lived a lot of places and it has nothing to do with the people. I'm just talking about the location because people in my family get their feelings hurt. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not. I am. Austin, Texas is the only place I've ever felt at home uh-huh. in my life. It's the only place that when I when I first came here, I felt like I belong here. This feels like home. Growing up in Alabama and Florida a little bit and Louisiana, I felt like such an outcast and so not of the place. Like I just felt like I didn't fit in or didn't belong. Like I was a, I was the wrong puzzle piece for a puzzle. And then it like it clicked in Austin, and that's why I don't. It's why it's going to be hard to leave when, when I do leave. I feel, I feel like this is tangential to what Eric was saying. Do you think also that has something to do with the fact that this is the first time you, maybe the first time you had agency to make that decision on your own? Like you weren't being pulled somewhere for either through familial or the armly or like these other obligations? I, I mean, maybe I did. 
you know, I, when I got out of the military, I was in New Jersey, and I liked living in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, everybody talks shit about New Jersey. Uh-huh. Like, my whole life, everybody's talked shit about how ugly and gross New Jersey is. New Jersey's Dude, fucking awesome. Dude, I, I had the same experience. Uh, people always said that. The first time I went there, I was probably like 28, 30. Yeah. I was like, oh, New Jersey's fucking rules. They call it the Garden State for a reason. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. The beaches are about as nice as you're going to get up there. The people are fine. I never had issues with people in New Jersey. Food's pretty good. And you're 30 minutes away from New York City. Yeah. Which is like you're 30 minutes away from anything you could ever want to do ever. You know, basically. I, I quite enjoyed living there. And when I got out of the army, well, I moved for a couple of personal reasons, but like I came back to Austin because it drew me mm-hmm. back to it, you know? It was like, so So part of it is like being able to finally make that decision uh, because, you know, up until 23 years old, my life was controlled by other people entirely. Um, but I could have moved anywhere. Mm-hmm. I would have moved anywhere. I had, I had nothing holding me back. And this is the place. It's that, interesting to think about that. To like to be at that point in your life, it's been so long for, yeah. for both of us now to be at a, that point in your life where you're kind of just starting out as an adult and be like, where do I want to live? Mm-hmm. Like, where am I going to set down roots to try to make this work? Because, you know, upending your life and moving, it's such a fucking big deal. Yeah. It's such a pain in the ass. It's so expensive. It, it's, it takes so much time that you kind of like, you're there for a while. Whether yeah. you like it or not, you're going to have to be there. Best case scenario. If, if you hate it, like, you, know, you, have to, you have to stick it out to get that momentum to be able to leave again. And it's true. And I, I really do think it had to do with the place. Because I was in a uh, at a point in my life when it would never be easier than 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 it would be to move. Like yeah. what Gus is saying, like it's n- never going to be easier to move than uh, when you're 22, 23 years old and you have no ties right. to a world. But I had a, a good thing going in New Jersey. I had a great friend group. I was working in, I was PAing for View Askew movies, and I was working my way. I was gonna work my way into that world. You know, I had friend. I had a friend who was already doing commercials in New York City and was inviting me. Uh, up there to PA and stuff. Uh, although I learned pretty quickly, I didn't want to do that. Um, and then I was touring with that band, Catch Twenty Two, and they were becoming a really big deal. And I left all that to come to Austin. And after about eight months or so, we were good friends. Mm-hmm. I quit. I put in my notice at the tech support company, gave them a two month notice, mm-hmm. and then I started to figure out how to sell my house and get rid of everything to move back to New Jersey to go back because I felt a bit of a pull to go back there and the the band actually came to me and they said if we taught you how to play guitar we think you could be in the band in a year do you want to be in Catch 22 and I was like absolutely mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever told this story mm-hmm. uh, but they were having band member issues and we were just we just were real good, real good friends and I was like that's it I'm going to leave Austin I'm going to sell everything I own move back to New Jersey pour turn like Turn my life into uh, just like a, a one-track mission to learn guitar, so I can be in this fucking rock and roll band. And uh, and then after I made the decision, and after I put in my notice, and after I started to figure out how to sell my house, I just realized that I was uh, I was leaving. I was trying to escape a bad marriage, mm-hmm. uh, and I was about to fuck up everything that I had I had done again. <laughs> and uh, and I just decided that Austin was too important to give up on just yet, and so I pulled it all back around and I really but I really do the whole point of all that is just to say that I just think Austin was a special place mm-hmm. yeah, it was a special sure. place at that time and it had less to do with me and more to do with it hmm. I think uh, have you ever tried to play guitar since then I can't play guitar then no, I, I, I mean, don't know like, that I, I would have been able to learn. It could have been a huge fucking failure. I'm not musically talented. Yeah, that's why I asked. Like you are, you're one of the 
I'm not very musical either. And I'm worse than... Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the least musically inclined people. I recognize that. Do you just not have, like, rhythm or what? No, and I'm tone deaf, and I don't have... Gu Listen. It, it was a whole thing. <laughs> Gus's family put me through it. What? <laughs> My sister, specifically. What happened? She sat me down with a, with a piano and decided that I wasn't tone deaf, and she was going to help me, and then she gave up pretty quickly. <laughs> she gave up pretty fucking quickly. That that's so mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, it was funny yeah, though. It was really yeah. funny. We're gonna teach you how to play this thing. Oh fuck this. <laughs> I was yeah, it was about fifteen minutes later it was like, oh I get it. You never mind. Oh, oh fuck, dude. That's so funny. Let's not waste our lives on that. Oh my god. But that's that's part of the, the I mean that's part of why I want to do a, a podcast about this fucking place. Mm -hmm. Because I've Gus and I have been fortunate to travel all over the world together and apart, and I've just never felt right like mm -hmm. I do when I'm here, you know? Just a cool place. I get it. Even with all the wild changes, because the city is so fucking different. Dramatically it's different crazy. place than it, than it was. I was. I was thinking the other day, I was driving through downtown, and I was looking at all the, the big buildings. And Actually, I was driving down 35, and I was looking at the buildings, and I could see the UT Tower, and I thought, I want, you know, when I, back when in like 2000, 2001, I lived in those, in those apartments over there by Barton Creek Mall and when uh, the Gables. Yeah. Okay. And when September 11th happened, uh, I remember my alarm clock went off. It was like a local radio station. And, you know, one of the, the DJs was talking about how a plane had flown into the tower. And like I was sleepy. So I just turned the, the radio off right away. I thought, oh, that's weird. And I went out to my balcony and I looked because I could see. The UT mm -hmm. Tower from my balcony, and I looked. I was like, "Hey, he's, I don't know what he's talking about. The tower's fine. It's right there." <laughs> right. <laughs> so then, because why would the local news be talking about that? Then that's all I heard. A plane flew into the tower, um, and I wonder now if I could still even see the if whoever lives in that apartment oh, now yeah. can even still see the UT Tower from that location. Because I bet probably not. I can't imagine. There's been 35 buildings built between. Right. Yeah. Like the the skyline has changed so dramatically. Like it was easy. I stepped out of my balcony. It was like, oh, there's the UT Tower. Tower's fine. Went yeah. back in. Like wondered why my why CNN wasn't loading. Like <laughs> the internet was broken. No websites <laughs> were loading. Drove to work. Fuck, dude. <laughs> it was a fucking. It was a fucking crazy day. That's wild. Yeah. Um, talking about Austin talking and about uh, all the places that sort of changed and everything I, i'm how different is the weather now compared to i don't know 20 years ago or whenever you guys like first moved here because the summers are insanely hot and the winters are insanely cold uh and i don't know what i imagine it wasn't always like that so summers have gotten worse summers have gotten worse uh -huh. i will say this i was just having this i was having this argument with my wife and uh, some friends of ours the other day, and I was I was basically bitching that I've I've owned homes in Austin for twenty five years now right. or something, mm -hmm. and the last three years I've had to put significant work into covering my plants during freezes, and I never did that yeah. the first like twenty two years I owned homes, and they were contending that I just wasn't paying attention to my plants back then. But I don't think that was no, it. I think worse. it's just worse. Yeah. It just it didn't freeze for this much this long. It snowed a couple times. I have pictures of me building snowmen in my old front yard in Austin, but it snowed for a morning and then by noon it was, it was sixty yeah. degrees. We never had this level of if, sustained freezing. If it froze, it froze overnight. 
if it froze and then it was fine the next morning. Tre- half of Austin's trees weren't falling over. It right. wasn't like this. And the reason that the trees are so brittle is because it's so goddamn hot in the summer now yeah. that they're they don't get enough fucking moisture and they get weakened. And then when the freeze comes and all the and all the rain hits it and then they get too heavy and they crack and they break and it's a fucking it's a spiral to the bottom of of our of our well, ecosystem here, mm-hmm. it's it's we're in a rough place. We're also in a sustained drought. We're in a so sustained long. drought for yeah. a very long time. It's it's not getting any better. It's definitely getting worse. And it was not like this. 2012 was hot. I remember that. It was a hot, shitty year. Do you mm-hmm. remember 2012? It was like 70 days over 100 or something. It's been like that every year for the past five years. And that's why I asked because before I moved here, talking with you guys, that was the thing. You guys would point to the one winter where it snowed and it's like uh, there's like a video i think jordan or or barbara posted of them like running around and it's snowing or something and it's like 2011 or something like that and then you guys would talk about 2012 when it was just like dude over 100 for 70 days and then i never heard anything else about the it was just like those are like the two stickouts Mm -hmm. and since i moved here it's been every summer and every winter and i'm just waiting for it to not be yeah. anymore but i don't know that there is that like i, I just don't know it's yeah. it's gotten so bad and part is part of what's driving me to look outside of the state other than property taxes which is the big reason <laughs> but, <laughs> worst. Um, that's definitely the biggest yeah. reason uh but it's just like one of the benefits of austin i like and i realize michigan is the opposite of this but i like i like being able to be outside yeah. most of the year and the last two summers have been so prohibitively hot. It's too when you live in a place mm-hmm. that it's legitimately too hot to jet ski in. Mm-hmm. It's too fucking hot. Yeah, like we started to get into jet skiing and all that water sports shit to beat the heat because it was getting too goddamn hot, and then it got too hot for that. Yeah, and that just sucks. It's like you can't. I I like tougher, more leathery people than me don't have a problem with it, but I just can't enjoy. Austin when it's over 105 degrees every day for fucking three weeks in a row. It's just impossible. Three weeks, I wish. <laughs> well, then you get it down to 102, yeah. and then it goes back up to 107 or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like you just can't go outside and enjoy outside. And that's most of what Austin, Austin has yeah. booze, barbecue, and outdoors. I, I remember late 90s, early 2000s. Like, it was always high 90s. Like, every now and then you'd be like, oh, it's 100 or it's yeah. a little over 100. But then now it's just like, it's three months, four months out of the year, uh, it's just uh, over 100 degrees. I mean, everything in Austin is indoor-outdoor. Everything, every bar, every restaurant, mm-hmm. everything is just like, well, here's our sort of semi-conditioned, in, or air, semi-air-conditioned indoor bar food area, and now here, the rest of it is all outdoor, so yeah. go outside, and it's like, it's July, so um, yeah. go, go home, you got it. That's a, like that's a holdover from when it, it wasn't as it, bad. And that's, yeah. that's why I'm asking, because I would imagine that all of that stuff is just thinking from the 90s, yeah. the 2000s, yeah. when, it, when it wasn't 106 every day. I would say, dude, that's a really interesting point. I would say probably half the seats in Austin at establishments are outside. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And that was part of the char- like the joy, like sitting on Rio- in the back porch on Rio Rita mm-hmm. or at Rio Rita on a Saturday at three in the afternoon, just like sharing a pitcher of beer yeah. when it's hot, but not fucking not so hot. You can't sit down on metal. Right. You know, was like it was the fucking it was the reason to live in Austin. Mm-hmm. I miss those days. Yeah. I Obviously, I miss drinking beer, too, but <laughs> that was a big part of it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, we're getting on in time, but uh, oh, I want to talk about uh, we went to Barrett's Coffee today. I uh, want to talk about Barrett's a little bit, what you guys got and what you thought of 
the coffee. That was probably the least crowded I've ever seen Barrett's. Yes, we were actually, we were able to park. Parked right up parked, front. Parked right up front, front row, center. Beautiful. Uh, uh, when we left, someone was waiting for our spot. Oh, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> it was raining so hard. Uh, it's just been raining the last like day. Hmm. Uh, it's supposed to rain like the next couple days, and it was a nice little... Get inside. It was rainy outside, and everyone was drinking coffee, and it was a cool. I just that I place love, is so cozy. That place I awesome. love Barrett's. Yeah. I love that place. And then also, someone just ran out of coffee at home, so it was very exciting to buy all their coffee, so they don't have to go another time. Ooh. I don't know. Oh. It's so crazy. <laughs> uh, and then also, that made all the drinks but, free. That's true. <laughs> Plus, they got a cool logo. They got that yeah, armadillo. They got the little armadillo. Very cool. I took a picture of them and everything. Oh, but, okay, good. Uh, Barrett's is. My go-to coffee spot in Austin. It for me, it's a number one. It's the spot where I get my beans. They're a roaster. I have a bucket tub thing that I get like a pound of beans in, and then I buy a couple other bags just to try some stuff. But what did you guys think of what you got? Barrett's is solid, man. It's so fucking good. I mean, this is one of the one of the be- probably one of the best Americanos I've had nice. anywhere. And it, and that's saying a lot because they do it like. Almost like the, the traditional way. It's a tiny little cup. It is. It's really, really it, small. I feel like it makes me, makes me feel like a giant holding yeah. this thing. <laughs> but it's so fucking good. Uh, I love Barrett's. They provide the beans for Double Trouble, which yeah. has become my coffee shop of choice. Uh, in the winter, at least, when Littlefields is too cold to sit outside at. Uh, the only problem I have with Barrett's is it's difficult to park there. Yeah. I went. I had a run there. Where I was going every every day to work to try to write. It's where, if it put in face terms, I was telling you guys earlier, it's where I wrote all the face smut yeah. was sitting at a Barrett's. Um, it's like a... I don't know. It's it's the highest I can give a coffee that we've read, like ten, nine, eight, something yeah. like that. It's yeah. the same as whatever I gave Double Trouble. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome. Oh, it's the same bean. It's double yeah. Trouble beans and everything. Uses, yeah. Uh, also, yeah. you got the cool sticker of the the goose or the whatever goose the, with the, the, the with the eye, the patch. eye patch. He's so cool. Um, yeah. What do you? What would you give it? Uh, I'm, I mean, I don't remember what I gave Double Trouble, but mm-hmm. yeah, it would be Combro. It's like a nine, nine five yeah. somewhere around this there. It's, nine, it's really good. Yeah, nine point eight. Yeah. For, it, it, I, I still think like. All gimmicks was probably better, but mm-hmm. I don't remember. It's been a while since we've been there, right. and you can't. I can't go there again right now for for comparison. How does it compare to Desnudo for you? Oh man, I would I would want to try them side by side. I think Desnudo. I remember Desnudo being better, mm. um, but this is also I mean, that's that's no knock on this. Sure, this is yeah. an excellent cup of coffee. Mm. I mean, I give it a ten. This is this is what I get. This yeah. is the this is the spot for me, and I was excited to do this today because again, I ran out of beans, so filling up on the Chiapas and then getting. I always just get. This bucket that you guys thought was a tip jar full of uh, the Chiapas and then uh, try a couple different bags. Uh, so I'm very excited to taste the flavor notes of uh, dark chocolate and strawberry jam in one of them. And I don't remember what the other one was. Very, very You exciting. got a mustache Snoopy sticker on Dude, there. I got I got stickers all over this fucking thing. That's got, a sting in the we open got, We got fucking puffy coat Snoopy on this thing. Uh, my friend's a pro wrestler. I put his sticker on there. Here's Sean from Mega 64. <laughs> That's uh, Sean? Yeah, it's, just a, it's a gross drawing of Sean from... Uh, a GDC video that they did. Oh, Remember GDC? Yeah. yeah. Man, Game Developers Conference I've, is really something. I've got a, a, a Sean doll, doll kicker. at home yep. that oh, they yeah, used to yeah. sell, and uh, my dog loves that Sean doll. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. It's great. They did all the uh, the crazy, everyone's like really goth looking and everything, and then it's Sean in a penguin t-shirt. It's great. <laughs> it's really fantastic. Um, that's Barrett's. To me, this is a number one, and mm. it's a good way to go out on... Uh, another run of eight episodes. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have two two weeks. Well, some of us will have two weeks off, and then others of us will I'm, record. I'm gonna be heavy in website development over the next. Oh, two that's weeks. that's good. Also, people, I, so tweeted out, "Hey, go sign the guest book," and then yeah. also we talked about it in the last episode and everything. So people are 
going for it right now. Yeah, uh, they are they are attacking our waste of internet space. You, um, you the, keep checking back. You never know when Gus is going to update it with new movie trailers. <laughs> Maybe he'll put a trailer for a lot of movies. Maybe he'll put a trailer for his four I, movies: Go, I, Rushmore, wow. Run, Lola, Run. I, your your notes are really uh, helpful to me, Eric. Oh yeah, I, I use them when I go back to oh, try cool. to figure out what to put on there. We were kind of light this last week, so I put yeah. a, a before and after picture of Uptown Sports Club. Oh, oh nice, that's, like, that's nice. a good one. That's before a good one. That's really nice. After, yeah. Um, but uh, I would recommend Barrett's if yeah, you are coming to Austin, checking it out. Recommend Barrett's. It to me is the uh, the premier coffee spot for. Um, what we're doing here for Anma. But speaking of Anma, you can uh, send us an anarchy question, r slash Anma podcast, or you can uh, at Anma podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, send us a question there. If you like, here's something I don't that know, is- I don't know why the website wouldn't work without the www. I don't know. It's, just I think a picture, it's, a, it's a picture of you when I go to it, I think and then it, you go to www, and then it's the other thing. Weird. Yeah. I can't talk to Torgard. I don't know. He fuck, he's, like, he's like a little hacker. He's a little. He like lives in uh, cyberspace. Yeah, he lives in cyber cyberspace and Norway. I think is well with a name like Torgard. You've got right, you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is uh, is would you consider Barris to be in North Austin? I consider that central because it's still south. Of, it's close to one eighty three, but it's still south of one eighty three. So you would consider anything south of one eighty three to be central? Yes. I think a lot of people wouldn't. I think a lot of people would say anything over Fiftieth Street is north. I'm with you. Fifty. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I agree. I'm with you. Yeah. I think because North Loop is called North Loop. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, but it is, I think, the best coffee you can get in North Austin, at least yeah. until all gimmicks reopens. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um. So check out Barrett's, and then um. Try parking at the uh, parking lot at the structure to go to a ninety nine ranch or Cora. It's or impossible to park over there. That's a whole other fucking. They're thing. opening a Starbucks. Oh my god! We got to go get Ranch Six Sixteen biscuits at some. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to do that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do that. it in an off week. What are you doing? Yeah. We, we figured it out. What are you doing after this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, uh, again, you can send us a question, but it, this is actually a shout-out I want to give. Oh. This is from Mendoza S24 on r slash Anima Podcast. My short trip to Austin. Visiting some family in San Antonio for the week and spent two days in Austin. Tried to hit up as many NFTs as I could. <laughs> Here's what I got. Breakfast tacos from Veracruz. Very good. Yeah. Iced coffee from Desnudo. Great, and they were super friendly. Told them the podcast sent me. Uh, they don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> They're Coffee like, whatever, from kid. Epoch, good, not my favorite. And a burger from Casino El Camino, such a cool spot. Burger was good. Um, uh, more of a multiple thin patty over one thick patty, and they cooked mm. the thick ones really well. Chili cheese fries were awesome. Also went to Book People, uh, which Jeff recommended. Not an NFT, but I went to Home Slice, which they've mentioned on the podcast. Uh, Till next time, Austin. And uh, sent, uh, posted a couple oh. of pictures. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that, that's awesome. That reminds me, I discovered this past weekend that Hilbert's also has chili cheese fries. Oh, that's right. He was telling us in the car yeah. on the fucking and way. You can get them. You can ask him to put onions and jalapenos on it, and those are the best chili cheese fries I've ever had in my life. They are phenomenal. Any uh, any new restaurants anybody been to or anything before we leave? New restaurants. Have I gone to anything? I don't think so. I've been, I've been going to that um, Korean barbecue place up by H Mart, the Honey Pig. Mm, Honey Pig I've never been there. That place is solid. That place is really good. It's not just... I mean, they have the barbecue, of course. That's what they're known for. But they have other, like, soups and stews that are also really good. Uh, two more quick ones before we uh, wrap this up. And then we got two weeks of uh, me and Jeff doing... Music shit, probably. Probably. Oh, I have so much music to talk about. I, sent I you, probably do, too. I sent you a Spotify link to a band. Did you? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I think that 
I don't know if you would dig, but I think you would. Oh, is it the Bobby Lees? Yeah. I've been bouncing around them for a while. I need to sit down and listen to them. That song, Drive, sounds like it would be for the soundtrack. If they were still making Need for Speed, Mm -hmm. that is the fucking song (laughs) that they would use. Uh, This is from Mike underscore fellow 23 on Instagram. Are there any photos of Jeff on stage with Catch-22? Oh, what a a timely question. So I wanted to bring it up. You're talking about it today. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I have a ton of photos from the tour. I don't know. I was the photographer, so somebody else would have had to have taken a photo in the crowd of yeah. me on stage, maybe. that That's the problem with being the photographer. Like, I, I encountered that a lot with, like, early Rooster Teeth yeah. stuff. I was always taking photos around, like, the spare bedroom and stuff, so I'm not in very many photos because yeah. cameras weren't as ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what sucks <laughs> yeah. about being the photographer. Did you ever get left out of stuff because of that? Because you weren't the fucking Wall Street Journal. He got left out. Oh boy! Oh, fucking pick that scale. <laughs> right at the end. Oh, I, too. Didn't, uh, I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, uh, Wall Street Journal didn't. I was gonna bring up a Mega sixty four. Did he ever get left out of stuff? Do you want? He'll tell you every single time he was left out of shit. <laughs> Wall Street Journal did an article about Rooster Teeth, and uh-huh. they sent uh, a reporter down here uh-huh. uh, to like come stay with us for a few days. What was that guy's name? Clive? No, Clive? no, no. Clive wrote the the Wired article. Oh, okay. Um. So the dude shows up, and I was like, hey, I'll pick you up at the airport. So I went down to the airport, picked him up, drove him down to Buda. Yeah. Hung out with us for a few days, and whatever, took off. Um, then, like, a couple weeks later, the article appears on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. No mention of me. Despite the fact, at the time, there were only four of us in the <laughs> apartment in Buda. It was, like, dude, Bernie, Matt, oh, five of us. It was Bernie, Matt, Jeff, Jason, and me. That's it. That's all he met the entire time, and I was not mentioned at all. Jason was only mentioned as an unemployed guitarist, which he was really unhappy about. Oh my god. And uh, there is a whole scene in that. I think it's, it's either that one or the Wired article, but there's a whole scene in that where he writes about how I walk outside onto the balcony and take a long drag That's the from, Wired my, article. from the Wired article from my cigarette and then wax poetically about something. Never smoked a cigarette in my fucking life. Not only have I never smoked a cigarette in my life, nobody in that building smoked. Right. Bernie doesn't smoke. Matt doesn't smoke. Jeff doesn't smoke. Gus doesn't smoke. Jason doesn't smoke. No idea no where the fuck yeah. that came from. These people, journalists, as one as I, I used to be uh, one, just invent shit. Yeah. Just didn't make shit up and leave people and very important people out. I picked him up at the airport. <laughs> I was there the entire time along with everyone else. I guarantee you Gus tried harder to fucking entertain that dude and make like and just like keep a conversation rolling with him than anybody else did. Oh, of course. Fuck of the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, there you go. Mega 64 had a similar thing where it was Derek was the creative one and Rocco was the brains and Sean was writing the coattails. And it's like, there's <laughs> three people. There's three people. You couldn't find a name. Like, what? He what? couldn't give him like the spirit award <laughs> or something. Right? What the fuck? Um, he, and he's the heart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, put it in the Jesus Christ. But that was a long time ago. Uh, so it was a Wall Street Journal thing. Hey, here's our last question. This is from Atomic Murphy. On Instagram, uh, talking about the early days of Rooster Teeth. Since VHS stopped being produced after season one of RVB, was there ever a thought to produce a season one VHS? Did you guys ever think, I, do we got to put this thing on VHS? I don't think we ever talked no. about I that. I can't no. imagine. I can't no, imagine. No, VHS died in 2006 officially. We mm-hmm. started in 2003. We made the first DVD in 2004, into 2003, early yeah, 2004. Yeah. It was. VHS was v- well on its way out at that point. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't think it ever 
we used a VCR in our production pipeline back then because <laughs> it had that S video input yeah. on the front. I don't think it was ever even a conversation. No, no, I, I don't I think can't we imagine. We yeah. never even thought about it. Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, even as a joke, I don't know that we considered it. Yeah. It would be funny to do it now, though. Well, now we should do it. Now, uh, we I, could put a fu- we could put I, I multiple could season. It. Yeah, I'll, I'll like get one of those LPs. A DVD and fucking hit the re- record button on a VCR and manually make VHS Insane. tapes. So crazy. The Gus bootlegs. <laughs> Gus bootlegs. I like it. Mega 64 has been selling VHSs and it's fucking insane. Do it's they crazy. sell well? You know, as much as a VHS for a collectible thing is going to sell. You know what well, I mean? you never know. I didn't think our fucking uh, episode 16 on a vinyl record would sell well. Twice. But... What the fuck? Jesus. And it's yeah. just like, oh, we're going to do it again? It's like, are we? I don't fucking know. No, we're not going to do it again. Oh, man. We've I... done it twice. That's enough. That's. I, I felt like it was enough at once. but I, I know you did. I, I think that sometimes people try to get creative with packaging and with uh, yeah. media. I don't know if you remember this, but when the girl with the dragon tattoo came out on DVD, mm-hmm. they made the disc look like it was a DVD-R, and it was like written oh, yeah. in Sharpie, yeah. and people would buy it and then try to return it to the store saying that they didn't have the movie, <laughs> that, that someone had swapped it with a, a fake that's <laughs> fucking disc, great. and they had to constantly explain, like, no, that's the movie, it's, that's yeah. the look it's supposed to have. Dude, that's so cool. That's really funny. That's, that's fucking awesome. That's so stupid. People I think are, that's people great. Dumb. Uh, it... That'll do it for uh, this season, this uh, this little run of Anima. We did it. Another eight episodes. Mm. Banked. Can you believe how fast they went? I, I really like we can't. just started. It, it does feel like we That's just started. Saying. This one flew. Uh, I might have a date locked in for our uh, lawyer. Oh, tournament. yeah. Shit. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll let you guys know. I've been distracted with web development. Yeah. I haven't made my super cut yet. <laughs> I've been, been deep in HTML. Uh, so we will have we'll have a tournament. We'll let you guys know the date. Uh, I'm excited for it, so we'll figure that out. Uh, but r slash Anima Podcast, the subreddit we don't run, at Anima Podcast on Twitter on Instagram. Uh, next week and the week after, you'll get myself and Jeff figuring it out. Uh, I got an idea. Oh, I love it. Um but in the meantime, anything, go go to www.anarchymeanything.com. You got to put the www. I'll try to fix it. I don't know what's Just causing that. Guard. It's, it's me. It's, it might be a caching. Well, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll take a look. Well, mm-hmm. go check out the website. Go see what's going on. Um, oh, I know what it is. Okay, I'll fix it. There you go. <laughs> right. He knows what it is. Yep. Uh, any parting words, final thoughts for the folks listening at home? Um... Don't steal our VHS idea. You can have our VHS idea. It's big money. No whammy. Stop.